The Nissan Champions Trophy podcast is brought to you by Nissan, official sponsor of the 2017 ICC Champions Trophy. Nissan, proud partner of cricketing excellence. What an emphatic way to do it. Pakistan have crushed England here in Cardiff and have put their place in the final. England are out. Yeah, the fans will be very happy and proud of this performance. Pakistan have turned things around and only a Pakistani team can do this. From nowhere, they've come back and what a response. In the all-important semi-final, they were way ahead of England on the day. Peter, did you see that? <laughs> see what, mate? <laughs> did you see what those Englishmen did? Oh. Or what they didn't do? I'll tell you what, if the South Africans are chokers... I don't know what you want to call the poms. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we start episode eight of the Nissan Champions Trophy podcast. An amazing encounter between Pakistan and England. Pakistan unseating the form team in the tournament, the form team in ODI cricket over the last two years, really. And uh, showing that uh, Cavalier cricket really isn't all that it's trumped up to be. Pakistan into the final for the very first time, which... Leads me to my trivia question, Peter. Mm -hmm. Of the 13 teams who have played the ICC Champions Trophy over the years, how many have actually played in the final? Mm, it's a goodie. It's, it's a goodie, yeah. Because uh, we've got the top eight now, but it wasn't yeah. always a top mm -hmm, eight. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But um, beyond that, I'm afraid you're going to have to enlighten me a little bit later <sighs> on. Okay, okay, okay. I'll give. I was just I was looking at the answers just now. Almost gave it to. Almost gave it to. But. Uh, before I get, I, I really go ahead of myself. My name is Mzama Molloy, Champions Trophy podcast host, next to Peter Davies. How are you, sir? Good, man. Good. You good? Good. I'm loving to, today. You're loving, loving today, today hey? <laughs> loving today. And the sun was out. Can you believe it? Yeah, sun was out. <laughs> what was not to love? Um, I think I said a long time ago in, yeah. the, in the distant past Many moons of these back. Uh, podcasts that England, for me, when the pressure's on, they're just as fallible as South Africa. So yeah. Africa, of course, have a well... <laughs> reputation on the international cricketing circuit for choking but so do England if you ask me and uh, once again today I mean everybody all the stats everything pointed in the favour yeah. of an English win yeah. their form going into the match the fact that Pakistan have been a little bit shaky up and down and then Mohamed Amir the, the one potential strike bowling Absolutely. kingpin that Pakistan have at their disposal God. he pulls out as well yeah. so they've got to give a debut to, uh, to, to Mr. Raiz. Raiz. Yeah. So um, amazing stuff there. All the smart money surely <laughs> would have been on an English victory, but they followed like a cheap deck chair on a Brighton beach. 211 all a uh, Beautiful idiom, by the way. 211 all out. That sounds like a South Africa score from the late 90s, early 2000s. It was a poor score. I mean, and they were going along very, very well. Yeah. And, then, you know, everybody starts then looking at the pitch and this and that. I mean, they were 128 for two when Joe Root got out after 27 overs. So you'd have thought, okay, you know, like 30 overs, you normally double it. So what, about 135, looking at 270 perhaps. Um, and then all of a sudden, the Pakistan bowling was just superb. I mean, again, it was a very un-Pakistan-like performance mm. because normally they're a bit dodgy in the field. But today they were throwing themselves around with a band and there, were en there was energy in their fielding. They took a couple of fantastic catches as well. Yeah. And their bowling was on point all the way through. I mean, Raiz, as you said, made his debut, yeah. two for 40 off, 44 of nine. Yeah. 
the young 18-year-old Leggy uh, Shalakan, Khan, one for 40, and then Hassan Ali uh, coming on third change, 10 yeah. overs, three for 35, just throttling that English innings uh, midway through there, and, and in, in the, by, the, by doing so, going through to um, the uh, to become the top wicket taker in the tournament. I think he's, uh, the only yeah, man he's on, on 10. double figures he's now. On 10, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so brilliant, uh, absolutely fantastic. Couldn't ask for a better performance in the field. And how often do you get to say that about Pakistan? <laughs> you couldn't. You couldn't. And the thing, the thing that really gets me is that going into this, into the toss, Pakistan win the toss. They choose to field. Everyone was shouting. The commentators. Everyone was saying, "Why are they choosing to field? Are they afraid to? Are they afraid that their batting lineup will be exposed?" I, I think. Uh, Safraz Ahmed mm. Brilliant Brilliant call from him I mm. mean backing his bowlers Choosing You know what We're going we're gonna to limit them And we're going li- to limit them well I, I think If the, you had given them 211 With about 10 overs to go They would have taken that Absolutely They, they would have and, and I think also What might have played into that decision To bowl first Was England like to chase So yeah. uh, maybe just let them You know let, Let's do what England don't want us to do Kind yeah. of thing So they're a little bit like South Africa In that way they, they chase very well But I mean We've just seen England I mean the stats have shown Throughout this tournament And the commentators have gone on and on About the fact that England Routinely get to 300 plus yeah. In these ODIs And they've done so Since the 2015 World Cup Virtually every single time But today I mean To me there was definitely An element of choking There's no yeah. doubt about it I mean um, Ben Stokes Hugely uncharacteristic 34 64 yeah. balls No bounce Ben Stokes. Look, the ben, dashing cavalier Ben Stokes. They were, they, they were held. They were held well. They were held well. And considering that the last four ODIs, I mean, the last ODI series between these two, these two nations in England, England won 4 1. But the one match that Pakistan did win was at the Oval. Same venue. And they chased. Mm. In Cardiff, yeah. In Cardiff. Yeah, yeah. And they chased. They chased that. The game against uh, Sri Lanka. They yep. chased that. Absolutely. And they won. Yep. So I think. You really look at uh, what it is that Pakistan have done. They've backed themselves to chase, even though irrespective of the score. It's just, you know, if you're a Pakistan cricket fan, you must be ripping the hair out of your head because you never know what you're going to get. Imagine so this, being this Mickey, Arthur. Upside. Mickey Arthur. Oh, Mickey Arthur. Mickey, you're like the emoticon yeah. of the Champions Trophy. Yeah. Yusuf Khan, you blow my mind, hey, Mickey. He's, he's been unbelievable. I mean, it's great for him as well because he wears his heart on his sleeve, Mickey. He's had success with the South Africans. He's had success and failures with Australia. But I don't know if you saw him the other day against Sri Lanka. Uh, he was he was rocking on that balcony like a yeah. uh, like a mental patient, quite <laughs> frankly. So, somebody sitting in one floor over the cuckoo's nest there, and he was just so into it and just so wrapped up. And then that, that sort of relief and the joy and, and sort of hugging yeah. all all his team and the whole thing. So great from that point of view. Nice to see we will have a South African uh, in the final. Um, <laughs> but as far as Pakistan are concerned, you know, you never know. I mean, it's yeah. a cliche to say that the only predictable thing about them Absolutely. is that they're unpredictable. Yeah. And and today. When they get into this mood and they start playing the way they do, and I presume Muhammad Amir um, will be available for the final. I haven't heard too much about it. I think yeah. a bit of a side strain or something yeah. like that. So who knows? Hopefully he is back uh, because that will strengthen the team. But once they yeah. get on a roll like this, they're often quite difficult to, to beat. So, I mean, imagine a full house at Sapphire Gardens, the final on Sunday. And it's yeah. again, it's another. It's India v. Pakistan, it's the sequel. Potential. Part two. That and I mean, there's every chance that that's going to happen. Yeah. Now. I mean… Uh, let me actually fix that. Uh, I said uh, the Oval earlier, Peter. Uh, it was actually, actually you playing Cardiff. In, in Cardiff. Yeah, exactly. Apologies, yeah, a- apologies yeah. folks. Yeah. Pakistan, three games back, they were in the doldrums. Everyone was saying, what are they doing here? We, we missed the West Indies. <laughs> Unbelievable. 
it's just it's just one of those crazy things. It really is. And, and it's one. I mean, I've got a very soft spot for Pakistani yeah. cricket because they always produce these wonderfully explosive and instinctive type players Absolutely. as well. That's what I like about them. And like a player to, don't to think too much. They start like that on debut. Yeah, to start on like debut. That. And then and, and then the batsman as well, Fakar Zaman, coming in, smashing it around. I yeah. mean, he, he's only got two or three. And in fact, I think he made his, his debut against South Africa in this in this tournament. Mm-hmm. So, and he came in 57, great start as well with Azar Ali, the, the sort of the old. Uh, the, the wise old head at 32 and you got 76 as well so what they did was they just took away that scoreboard pressure with that stand of 118 off just 20 overs so it almost looked like there was two different pitches at play England made it look so difficult out yeah. there Pakistan came in and said okay well listen let's not mess around here. Yeah. let's just make sure that boom we can get up with the rate straight away and yeah. just take the pressure of ourselves and they did it superbly all four batsmen got in uh, you know 76, 57, 38 and 31 with the scores brilliant stuff from them so this so-called shaky batting from Pakistan again today just didn't materialise hmm. now uh, don't forget to visit Nissan South Africa on Facebook or Twitter and vote for your favourite of three possible play of the day moments be part of the hashtag moments that count Peter, what was your moment of the day? What was your moment in this encounter? I'll tell you what mine was. It was that uh, Hassan Ali wicket to remove to to get that second wicket, stalling England there. They'd gotten the breakthrough earlier. Um, that actually dismissed was it Hales? I think Hales Hales was first to go because they had Johnny Bairstow filling yep. in for Jason Roy. I Correct. think for me that that was kind of the tipping point when they got rid of Bairstow because Bairstow always seems to come in and perform for England, but. But, but, but Hassan Ali was able to dislodge him. It was brilliant. And, I mean, also, you know, two run-outs. We've we spoken about the fielding and how mm-hmm. un-Pakistani like it was. So two great runs. There's a brilliant catch as well. I think it was uh, Mohamed, or rather Moeen Ali. Um, I think it was actually Farkhar Zaman out in the deep, if I'm not mistaken, off the bowling of Junaid Khan. It really was a wonderful take. It was one of those where, you know, if he'd have stuck around for a while with Joss Butler, it might have changed yeah. things. And it was one that in the past, th- those ones tend to go down from yeah. Pakistan. Uh, but this one was held on superbly by Zaman. And, and again, it just, you know, when a catch like that happens, it just lifts the whole team as Absolutely. well. And then that momentum is created. And so I mean, the Safra's, confidence Safra's behind the stumps was he, was, he was, he was carrying that team. Yeah, listening, exactly. listening to him, listening to the, mm. to, the, to the chatter over the mic, over the stump mic. It was, really, it was really good to hear him firing up his bowlers, encouraging the likes of Shadab, an 18-year-old who's performing for his side. So, I mean, as you were saying, Pakistan, the ability to just unearth these these gem of players and uh, I was listening to uh, Brendan McCullum over the commentary because he played in the uh, Pakistan T20 league yeah. and he was talking about how players from across Pakistan able to turn the game just like that so it's mm. really good and encouraging to see Pakistan in the final they're heading to the oval it's going to be a good one we're coming back we'll be talking about Bangladesh against India I don't know if anyone wants to put out bets on this one but uh Let's let, let's wait. Let's wait for it. And we're back, Peter. Bangladesh against India. Yesterday, you would have said, "Yeah, India all the way." Then again, also you could have also said Bangladesh will cause them some issues, having done what they did to to New Zealand with that with that sterling performance with the bat from uh, Shakib Alassan and Mamadula, but. Uh, are we pun- punting them a bit too much? 
Yeah, look, I mean, I think Bangladesh will definitely test India. They have done recently. Um, and I mean, they've beaten them a couple of times as well. And in fact, in the World Cup 2015, they, they kind of went toe-to-toe yes, for did, quite a did. while yeah. into that game. There. Rather frustrating that loss. Um, yeah, and, and you know, sort of the big moments, perhaps India just, just managed to come through. But I mean, Bangladesh have just shown that they, they really are developing as a side away from home, not only at home, but also guys are, uh, are scoring runs. They're taking wickets as well. I mean, interesting against New Zealand, they went in with four quickies. I mean, since when have Bangladesh <laughs> had four quickies to, to choose from? Never mind going in with them. Uh, you know, and they've got the likes of Mustafizur Rahman, who's, who's, who's burst onto the scene, Rebel yeah. Hossein as well. Um, in fact, Mustafizur hasn't had the greatest of tournaments. No, but uh, who knows? Maybe, maybe tomorrow's his day. And, yeah. and, you know, whereas in the past, Bangladesh might have tended to, to wilt under the pressure, yes. they now seem to be thriving under the pressure. And they've got that confidence, that fantastic run chase against the Black Caps. And who knows? I mean, they, they, they go into the game as, as rank underdogs. So the pressure's off them to a degree. And, uh, you know, if they play to their, to their potential, they might push India all the way. But I just think India are playing very smart cricket, very mm. calm cricket at the moment. Uh, leading from the front, Virat Kohli, nice composed knock against South Africa. And that top four or five, you know, it, it, it is so powerful. And then yeah. the bowlers, we saw against South Africa, maybe South Africa helped them a little bit. <laughs> uh, but but they, they bowled to a plan, yeah. you know, and they stuck to their lines. The seamers did their job. They brought... Uh, they brought Ashwin into the side as well, yes. and, and he, he made quite he a bit a of a difference yeah. also. So, uh, so fantastic stuff. And, of course, big day tomorrow for Yuvraj Singh. Absolutely. 300 ODIs. I mean, it's just Snap. unbelievable. Snap. Almost oh. seven, just about 17 years with the national team in, in ODIs. I mean, he's really been a staff performer for them. Talk about longevity in mm. the game when a lot of people are just choosing, okay, I'm going to go for the shorter format. He's stuck around. He, he's, he's a legend. He's going into that Hall of Fame. Brilliant stuff. I mean, and also he's, he's, he's experienced it all, you know, the highs, the lows. He's had the, the battle with illness. Yeah. He's had all sorts of things and he's bounced back all the time. And I mean, yeah, as you say, still, you know, on his day, absolutely fantastic player. Can be a match winner, match turner. Uh, so he's going to play a part as well. And of course, the, the, you know, the big players tend to rise to the occasion mm. when they need to yes. most in these games. And you'd expect someone like him, MS Dhoni, who's been there, done it, Virat Kohli as well. Uh, and at the top of the order road, Sharma and, and Shikha Darwin have got them off to great starts Sheesh. as well. So just it's like one thirty, one thirty-eight is a par for the first for the yeah. first uh, first wicket stand. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's they've got match winners all throughout yeah. the eleven, quite frankly, India. But I think the big thing for them in the maze is I'm saying they, they're playing composed, calm cricket. Mm. It's like they expect to to get through whatever is thrown at them. Yeah. So, and I think that that sort of mindset that which they seem to be exhibiting at the moment is 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 what's going to carry the day for them. I expect them to beat Bangladesh tomorrow. <laughs> now, uh, as we continue talking about this Bangladesh versus. India semi-final. Don't forget to follow Nissan South Africa at Nissan ZA on Twitter and Nissan South Africa on Facebook for an unexpected take on the semi between Bangladesh and India. Sean's Fiverr will bring you five picks in five minutes to share his moments that count during the match. Speaking of Sean, that being Sean Pollock, let's hear what he thinks about the encounter between Bangladesh and India and if uh, he might be tempted to go with the underdogs. The next semi-final will be India versus Bangladesh. And who would dare to predict who's going to win that encounter after what we saw between Pakistan and England? I must admit that uh, I would find it very hard to think that Bangladesh would have the firepower to beat India on the day. I think England, India are a very well-balanced unit, quality bowling, a very strong batting lineup, and they've answered all the calls so far in this tournament. Bangladesh were absolutely superb after being under immense pressure of four down for not much against New Zealand. Uh, two of their, their batsmen in the middle order, Shakib Allah's son, was just brilliant uh, for his hundred. 
and he is a real match winner for Bangladesh. But I just really don't feel they've got the firepower to go all the way. They, they haven't played their best cricket throughout the tournament. But I suppose under the pressure of elimination cricket, you never know what might occur. For me, India too strong. It will be a fresh surface in Birmingham. And uh, there'll be a lot of uh, Indian support in there behind their team to uh, to keep them encouraged and uh, keep them motivated to go on and win. It would be an awesome final if it was an India versus Pakistan final, um, the old arch enemy up against each other. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. But for me, definitely India to beat Bangladesh tomorrow. Yes, that's what Sean Pollock has to say about this encounter. Peter, you always find either on the message boards, on Twitter, wherever, the India and Bangladesh fans are always at each other. The India fans always trying to calm down the Bangladeshi fans. They're like, ease up, Tigers, ease up, uh, you're still pups. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. The big brother, little brother sort of syndrome, I suppose. It always happens when, when the, the traditional giant of that part of the world uh, and, the, and the youngsters come through in Bangladesh sort of nipping at the heels, yeah. maybe trying to, to usurp Big Brother as it were. So, yeah, it's, all, it's always fun. And I think no matter what happens, there's mm. going to be a massive crowd for the final. I mean, obviously, India versus Pakistan, I'm pretty sure the organizers would love that. Absolutely. Um, but Bangladesh as well, they've, they've shown that they've got lots of colorful fans out there. And it is Birmingham, happy. so it, yeah. could re- it, it could be a shortened match. And once, once you start taking away overs, it's anyone's game. Yeah, exactly. I think the weather is, is set fair for tomorrow, which is okay. great news. Um, Birmingham, we've had our issues early on in the tournament. <laughs> but it's sort of as, as we come to the business, yeah. it looks like um, we're going to be okay. So that that that's pretty good news, I suppose. Now, uh, speaking of, we we're talking about you're talking about bigger brother wanting to usurp. How are the rankings looking at the moment? Well, I see um, in the wake of South Africa's demise, AB's unfortunately dropped down to number three. I see Vred Kohli reclaiming top spot there amongst the batsmen. Uh, David Warner two, and then AB is three. Quinton de Kock is down to six. So uh, I think when I last checked these things, I think we had four in the top ten rankings. Mm. In fact, no, there's Faf Duplessis as well. He's, uh, he's seventh. So we've got three in the top ten as far as the batters are concerned. And then bowling, Josh Hazelwood, top mm. of the pile. He, uh, he, goes, he usurps our boy Imran Tahir. Uh, and then Kakhisa Rabada down to four from yeah. number one. Actually, so, it was Kakhisa uh, at the top one. Yeah, Kakhisa was at the yeah. top, correct, yeah. And Tahir was number two. He stayed at number two. So, yeah, a little bit of a change there, unsurprisingly, given that South Africa uh, were dumped yeah. rather unceremoniously yeah. out of the tournament. Well, they're still there hanging around in the bleachers because uh, they've still got a, a T20 series coming and the test. Yeah, the T20 series gets going. I think it's next Wednesday. Mm. Um, that's going to be exciting times. Of course, AB skippering there. I think they're giving Faf a bit of a, a break there. Yeah. And of course, don't forget on Monday, big cricketing news as well is the announcement of the eight teams, the eight franchises oh. for the South African T20 okay. awards as well. So that's something to keep an eye on. It should be you good. Know, exactly. So, as soon as we've have they have they chosen the marquee players the yet? They've got the marquee players as well, likes of Kevin Peterson, ah. uh, Chris Gale, a couple of other guys, AB Villiers himself, obviously. So we've got those, and now we know, we're going to know on Monday uh, from the home of cricket who the eight franchises are. So that's going to be, uh, that's going to be huge for uh, South African cricket. So plenty to look forward to in the, uh, in the world of cricket over hmm. the next week or so, that's for sure. Speaking of things that are huge and impressive, have you experienced the all-new Nissan Navara yet? Visit www.nissan.co.za to book your test drive and discover the meaning of rugged defined. Peter, before I forget, I need to put give me you out of my the misery. answer. Every day you have to do this. You have to put me out of my misery. Mzama. Every what day except now? the other day when we lost because I, I, I wasn't feeling like <laughs> trolling, like, like going through the, through the archives and looking, we for, all, looking for we something. We were both already miserable. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I wasn't up for that. Now, my question was, of the 13 teams to play Champions Trophy cricket over the years, how many have played in the final? 
Well, the answer is perfect number seven. Seven. Okay. That being South Africa, mm-hmm. the West Indies, Sri Lanka, India, England, Australia, and New Zealand. And uh, as of today, it's going to be eight because yeah, uh, Pakistan yeah. are going to debut in the final on Sunday. So it should be a good match, whomever they may face. But uh, that's how we land episode eight of this Nissan Champions Trophy podcast. It's been great. Looking forward to biting or jumping into the semi second semifinal and uh, looking ahead to the final on Sunday. The Nissan Champions Trophy podcast is brought to you by Nissan. Official sponsor of the 2017 ICC Champions Trophy. Nissan, proud partner of Cricketing Excellence.